Hello, and welcome to episode 28 of Hearty Dice Friends. My name's Grant Howitt. And I'm Chris Taylor. And together, we're here to answer your role-playing game questions, whether you'd like us to or not. We just finished a motherfucking Kickstarter. Like, wow. Like, we we earned... Well, I say earned. We bought in a lot of money. Yes, a lot of we money haven't is earned moving it yet. through we our to, hands. We have to spend it on hundreds and hundreds of books. Yeah, very, very nice books. Um, so we're going to do that. But we, they, the people who backed our Kickstarter, and they put they put forward seventy one thousand pounds. Seventy one thousand seven hundred and eight pounds, which is so much money. And thank you. Thank you. Also, I assume you're listening. All of uh, thank you. you. It was a. It was a very. It's been a strange month, but we're done now. Yep. Now and now we're just we're writing, now, writing the last bits. Yes, we've written most of the book, and we need to do the games master section, which I, God knows, um, I don't know how. I don't know how we've been running it, and we've been running it for a few months now. Yep. <laughs> just sort of like yeah, just do it, yeah, yeah, just, just yeah, just, spiders, two action figures, mash them <clears> together, <throat> make them kiss. <laughs> oh, it's so sexy. Why? Why don't we write a game for mushing action figures together to make them kiss? Because that's the game in and of itself. Well, we could develop it. Could. What are their? What's their relationship? What? What, what are their it. reasons for kissing? We can codify it and make it less fun but more profitable. Role playing game. <laughs> Monster Hearts. No, Monster Hearts is good. I, 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 I've I never think. played. I've never played. It. I've never played it. I've read it. Look, it seems really good. I, I've got a copy of Monster Hearts Two, so you know, there's that. Yeah, got that going for you. Yeah, I've got that going for me. I'd love to play. I just don't really. I don't quite have a group of people who I want to talk about being a werewolf and fucking each other. No, with. I would. I would just be super orcs through the entire. So, so apparently, like, I, I want to say, like, apparently, from a lot of the reports I've heard, there's very little actual werewolf dick in the game. What? Yeah, like it's more like awkward, like maybe makeouts. Oh. Yeah, and like falling out and arguing with your parents, that sort of thing. It's a teenage game. So I think I think they have sex about as much as teenagers have sex, which is, from my experience, none. Just zero, yeah. Zero sex. Which is which is upsetting because I thought about it more at that point than anything else, and certainly than I have since. <laughs> it was it was the biggest thing in my life, and I didn't get to have it. Yeah. I think possibly that's really healthy because I would have been very bad at it. Just rubbish. Just terrible. Of course, now I'm a Lothario. I'm an incredible lover. Uh, I've, I've, I've seen your, your, your leisure suit jackets. I could curl the toes off a table. What? I'm trying to think of something that has toes. So you went for table? Well, I have legs. You do? I could curl the toes off a donkey. There you go. That's different, that's different. Also hooves. Mm, they don't have toes at all, do they? Off a gecko. Geckos have toes. I, I don't want to fuck a gecko. But imagine a donkey with toes. Ooh. Imagine that horrendous image, oh. just like just like creeping up a beach. <laughs> well, it's like horses walking on their toes. The way that the way that their legs work, mm. their front legs are actually their, like the very end bit is their toes. Yeah, what I mean is like human toes. Oh, okay, I'm but just hairy, like disgusting mule monsters, less majestic. Yeah, we are. We have been drinking wine because the Kickstarter is over. Hooray! And we are. Hang on, hang on. Hooray! So we are we are lubed up and ready to rock. I'm going to ask you a question, Chris. Go for it. Because normally I get you to ask me a question first, and I think I should break tradition. Always. Smash taboo. Mm. 
best random table you can conceive of, or actually witnessed. <laughs> I like actually witnessed. S- someone I didn't copy over who it was. It's a Dave Chan. <laughs> Probably. I like I like the concept of actually witnessing a table. Mm. Um, but I I I I was aware of this question beforehand, yes. and actually looked up the best table in existence. Well, what is that table? This table comes from an old episode of Dragon Magazine, and it's the Cobalt mm-hmm. Victory Chart. This is the best table ever written. This is the best table ever created by man. So what happens Shall is... Shall I roll one? I've got a d20 with me. Yeah, hang on. Let me let me explain the table okay, first. Okay, okay, okay. What happens is, when a kobold actually manages to kill a player character, you roll on this table. Mm. And generally, it, 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 most of the time, nothing happens because a kobold does, just simply doesn't know what to do. No. I think it is a rare moment of levity from the otherwise quite po-faced wizards towards Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah. Let's see what happens. My kobold has killed an adventurer. Ten. The kobold lacks the imagination to do anything interesting. It might chitter or giggle, but it really doesn't know what to do when it kills something. Okay, let me try You want to get above a ten. Fifteen! Fifteen! Come get some. The kobold spends around taunting the nearest PC. You see, I think we could do with this for more monsters. Yeah. Like, what I want to see on one on tables, uh, on, like, on, um, let's say, for example, the orc entry. Because orcs are in pretty much every fantasy role-playing game ever, right? You can rely yep. on orcs for a smooch or a fight, as I've always said. And I would like to see a random table for what orcs are doing when you meet them. Like playing cards. Or, like, like playing Engaging cards. Engaging in or- make-outs. Engaging in all like or like or like trying not to kiss each other because the chief said they can't kiss each other until he gets back. Yeah. Or um saying like which god is more handsome or um trying to beat up a baby owlbear and losing or getting psyched up by punching a picture of a dragon. Just repairing his bicycle. Yeah, I mean that sort of thing. Like I, I think that one of the problems I've noticed with monster manuals is this is gonna sound a bit strange, but there's there's very little to humanise the monsters, which is the point. Yeah. Obviously, they're, mo- they're just sacks of XP. Sorry, ex-piñatas. Ex-piñata? Ex-piñata. It looks much better written down. Yeah. They're just sacks of XP, so fine, you're, you're only supposed to go there and duff them up and take their things, but I think that you can get a much more interesting game by having one, maybe they don't want to fight you, they're just there, maybe they're hostile, but, you know, they're, they're, they're things too. Either and, way, um, either way, you've invaded their home, generally. Yeah, for sure. Or like, or like, why are they beating you up? Why have they invaded your home? You know, what what are they after? Uh, but just to get like, when like when you come across the orcs, what do they do? And yeah. I think more monsters should be trying not to make out with each other because they fancy each other so much. <laughs> I think that honestly, that could get a little boring by the end if that's every single every monster. Every single monster, Christopher. <laughs> you meet two otiogs. <laughs> You meet two gibbering mouthers. They are... Is it gibbering or gibbering? Gibbering. They are staring with their many eyes at each other's many mouths. (laughs) And or eyes. Possibly (laughs) a heart. It's hard to tell. They're they're gibbering sweet nothings into each other's ears. (laughs) Two gelatinous cubes sit motionless in a corridor. The sexual energy between them is palpable. Visible. Cut it with a spoon. And as it leaks off of them. Do they? Do they? I guess they don't have genitals or pre-gelatinous cubes, do they? I don't know. I assume you just cut one in half and then you've got two. So there's only one gelatinous cube, as it were. No, there's two separate ones. There's like a mother of gelatinous cubes that they all come from. Yeah. Like vinegar. Yeah, or you can summon them with a spell. Oh, okay. I like to think you can make them, like like with a recipe. Shit, yeah. I mean, you know, you know like if you get like more paper paste them. and borax, and then you mix it together and. You... <laughs> 
<laughs> just a load of those really sour apple chewits. Yeah, just... You, you build them into a cube and then slowly feed it Marmite. Yeah, half a Jolly Rancher is a peanut butter. I... What's the elemental plane like you're summoning them from? The elemental plane of cubes. The, no, sorry, no, sorry, actually, elemental... sorry that's, yeah, that's Modron, isn't it? Yeah, it's the elemental plane of wet. Ugh. Elemental plane of damp. Yeah, just... Ugh. 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 You know when you know when you put on a jumper after yeah. it's been raining, mm. and your jumper's a bit wet. Not like yeah, soaked, yeah, yeah. but your jumper's a bit no, wet. No, but you're like, like, oh, oh. like, I don't want to put a coat on over this. That's going to get uncomfortable, right? Yeah, it's the elemental plane of that. I think, yeah, or like like your hood after it's been raining. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It's just not cool. <sighs> what else is there? Moist what? goblins. An elemental plane in the elemental plane or elemental planes in the elemental plane of of damp. I'm thinking like a moist goblin. Yeah. A lot of like paper elementals. Yeah, the moist dragon. What, what does it breathe, the moist dragon? Uh, a kind of coin wet towel. <laughs> it breathes towels. Yeah, just like you know, the, the towel that's that you. So you've had a shower, and yeah. the water's gone over the side, and you're like, oh shit, mop oh, it up no. with a towel. It's oh, that, that oh, towel. Wow, that's, that's quite wet. Yeah, it's quite wet. But well, it, like, I guess it's a weapon. It whips out and gets you. I was hoping it'd be like one of those nice um, hot towels you receive at a posh Chinese restaurant. No, no, not that sort of plane. Man, I'd love that. That's the same plane where you know cold trainers exist. Yeah. Well, this can be quite refreshing on a. Um... That's what I mean, like that, like the the hot towel and cold trainers. Oh, like the the um, the, the the plane of pleasant temperature. Yeah. Um, interjection. Variations, yeah. A bit like having 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 like a co- like a hot shower on a cold day with the window open. Yeah, cold side of the pillow. Um, elemental hot fudge sundaes. Right, that sort of stuff. I, I think a hot fudge sundae is the purest expression of why different temperatures are good. Yeah, like like, like an Arctic roll. Never had one of those. It always seemed like Baked a waste Alaska of time. Baked Alaska sort of thing. Yeah. It, never, it always seemed like a waste of time. I'm sure it is. I've, I, I, I've had one maybe a decade ago. It's, but... it's, it's like it's stunt cooking in a way that yeah. I think, I think that Facebook I wouldn't. Have you, like, you don't go on Facebook, so no, you won't know, but recipes have changed. They have, you know the phrase food porn? Yes. So that's that's more apt now than ever in that there are very glossy shots of impossible to create food. <laughs> oh, okay. However, so, so, no, no, no. So no. having a furious wank while making bread. <laughs> oh, it's all over me. <laughs> um, Yeasty. More just like every single recipe has a money shot at the start of the recipe to lure you in and then again at the end. Right. So it's a bit like, you know how at the start of certain videos they might show a super cut of the arousing bits and then cut to the actual section? Yeah. They'll be like, like why not try these cheese-filled scotch eggs? You're like, oh, okay, I'm not touch And then and just, it's, it's like someone tearing into it. And oh, they just like, cut it open and the cheese yeah, comes yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, all the gooey cheese runs out. Like, wasting the fucking cheese. But that comes out and you're like, oh, man, I, that's, that's triggered an elemental, uh, an instinctive response. I'm, I'm going to fuck that egg. I'm going to fuck that, yeah. And then you watch it, and it's like, like it's like really fucking basic, useless recipes, which all contain melting cheese. Like, like, um, what was it meatballs with melting cheese inside that you've deep fried? Just put cheese on meatballs. Yeah, just put cheese on meatballs. It's Come exactly on, it's the, the same, same fucking thing. It's just less faff. But it's the money shot. Yeah, no one's actually making this stuff. The same with porn. No one has sex like you do in porn. It's, it's like it's, it's like those those fudge cakes that you mm. you look on the box and like they're full of fudge. Yeah. Like, just, just give me a tub of fudge. 
Yeah, I'm here for the fudge, mate. <laughs> That's what I, we're there for. I don't have to wade through cake to get to fudge. I have a view of pornography that I enjoy pornography the same way that I enjoy action films, and that I don't want to be in a gunfight, but it is quite fun to watch someone try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to some pornography, and, that's apt. I don't want to try and have sex with, say, more than one person at once. I'm already disappointing one person at a time. Let's not, let's not double that. You can't divide what little there is here between more than one person. <laughs> I only have so much love to give. <laughs> There's not enough Millhouse to go around. <laughs> Where were we? Talk about Millhouse in porn. It's the random table. It was kobolds, wasn't it? Yeah, kobolds. But Oof. going back to that, yeah, we went this, a long way off. This off, random off. table yeah. has the best result of of any table ever, mm-hmm. which is the. Okay, the I don't, I don't, I don't Tell me the number. I'll pretend I rolled it. Thirteen. Thirteen. The kobold immediately hides in its victim's backpack or under his unconscious or dead form. Mm. Perfect. I love it. Utterly perfect. I think kobolds need more love. They do. I think that they kind of get kind of a bad rap because they're not cute the same way that goblins are. No, they're just tiny dragon bastards. That's the thing. Kobolds aren't inept. They're shit because they're weak, not because they're stupid. Like, they, they make quite... Uh, um, complicated traps. Yeah, that, that's that's the deal. Was it like Tucker's Kobolds? I think is the is the apocryphal tale that goes around. It's like it's like there's a kobold dungeon. Oh, cool, whatever. We'll knock it over, and like you just muller them with traps. Yeah, uh, it's it's a nightmare saw style scenario because they're they're natural trap makers. Whereas goblins are just like goblin, and they fall over and die, and that's yeah. funny. And then try and eat their own hand. Yeah, I mean that's that's great, and we all like to see it. But I think kobolds have. I think that there's, there's something to be said for kobolds. They're not fluffy. They're not especially cute. You know. So one way you can make kobolds interesting is by making them invasive rather than defensive, like they normally like, are. Oh, like rats or something. Well, because normally what you have is you have a dungeon that is kobolds' home that they have trapped. Somewhere. Yeah, I do like the kobold dragon relationship. I think that's that's, that's really neat. But what you do is you have them sneak into a village and mm-hmm. trap the bar. Oh, that's interesting. And like, sort of empty it. Yeah, so that you like it's it becomes unsafe to be in the village now because rather than like ho oh, ho a bucket of water over a door frame. Yeah. Like so, oh, oh, your, leg, your legs off. I've just cut your tendons with this sword. <clears throat> that's a fascinating idea. So I quite like the idea of having um the kobolds are doing a reverse heist. Yes, they're well, trying to get not, stuff in. Not not actually not quite robust. That's, 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 that kind of works as well actually. But so what I was figuring is what they're trying to do is steal everything in the town. And they know they're not fast enough to do it, and they know they're not strong enough to steal it by force. So they sneak in overnight, plant traps everywhere, killing everyone inside. Then you don't fucking come in. And then they and then they, they burrow, because they're, they're like they they dig quite a lot, don't they, as well, Cobalt? Like they don't d- know. D- dwell underground they dwell underground, that yeah. sort of thing. <clears throat> they start ferrying stuff out of the town and then flogging it or adding it to the dragon's horde. Either that or they just want the town. They want somewhere nice to live. That's an interest. That's a really fun idea. So, that, like, they move it and take over. It's like, oh, this is Cobalt Town now. Yeah, and now that now you've got a village that's trapped rather than some dank dungeon. And like, they might they might well keep some people around to like to trade. Yeah, and like, if you think about it, it that's useful for a dragon as well. Mm. To have a town that works. Man, Cobalt separatists who fled the dragon. Yeah. Oh, you know what? No, hang on. No, I think like kobolds. Are, like, I get the feeling kobolds are more like like little yappy dogs. <laughs> like what was it? I think it's like it's, it's it's like a yappy dog that's cornered you for your wallet. Yeah. Like uh, I'm gonna kill you. 
I'm going to take all your things. I wouldn't go that way. Never go that way. No, 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 mate. You don't want to go that way, no. It's all just nails down there. <laughs> it's just, just sharpened cobalt fingernails. Yep. I think that could work. So that's the best that. table. That's the best table. The table which has been trapped to fall on your head by kobolds. Yep. The finest table known to man and beast. Ask me a question. All right, let's continue. Let's continue the kobold draconic theme. Okay. So the adventuring party kills a dragon, and being the immoral monsters that PCs are, they decide to mm-hmm. eat it. Okay. What's the most tasty dragon bit? By DJM mm. from the Hearty Dice Discord. I've never eaten lizard. I've eaten amphibians. I've eaten frog amphibians. Amphibians. I've eaten frog legs, mm. and they were fine. I guess like crocodile. Actually, hang on. Have we eaten crocodile? We have crocodile yes. gumbo. Yes, we have had crocodile. Okay. Do you remember what it was like? Like chicken, was it? Pretty much. It was. It was gamey, certainly. Well, everything's gamey. Not everything's gamey. Steak. Well, like ev- gamey. Every weird animal is gamey. Like kangaroo's not gamey. That's like it's, steak dialed up. It's gamier than steak. Yeah, it's richer. Okay. I, I'm gonna say the egg. Oh, good choice. Imagine, imagine how rich a dragon egg omelette is. Imagine the scrambled eggs you'd make with that fucker. I imagine they would they would be as golden as the dragon's hoard. Oh yeah. Imagine that. I like that a great deal. I think also like possibly some sort of cholesterol overload. A bit yeah. like eating, a bit like eating polar bear liver, and it's got so much. I think it's vitamin B in it that it kills you. Oh really? Either vitamin B or D. Yeah, it just fucking kills you if you eat it. Well, D's the one that you get from sunlight. Yeah, and um, they harvest sunlight for energy, filter it through their liver. Gross. That's why they have so much white skin to reflect the sun. I think think I'm going to go with the oysters. Oh, okay. Because your dragons fly, Mm -hmm. they're going to have that little little oyster muscle somewhere. Um where so so the oyster it's kind of tasty meat the oyster's kind of all it's it's like the shoulder of the of a bird isn't it yeah it's it's behind where the wings are behind the wings like directly underneath the breast and yep. and, and we invert a chicken to serve yep so that works i just these i say little but you know they'd be fairly like 2 feet across oysters honest i mean depending on, depending on the size of the dragon i think you could get a proper sandwich out of that yeah like you could probably serve four oh, dragon tongue sandwiches I reckon. I reckon the tongue would be really like, because it's you've got to be able to set it on fire and it doesn't get damaged. I think it's going to be, going to be covered in some sort of gross saliva. Yeah, but you peel it. Mm, I don't want peel. Mm, okay, maybe. You peel it and get at the get at the, the the flexible meats within. Flexible tongue meats. Yeah. Because I mean, we're, we're looking at alligators. But we're also looking at birds because birds are just dragons. Aren't yeah, they? I mean, the breast meat's going to be very samey because you've got about you know mm. two and a half tons of it. Yeah, that's true. So oh, that's, gonna be, I think it's going to be quite pappy, isn't it? Yeah, and it's going to be a lot of sandwiches for months afterwards as you're trying to use up the dragon breast. You know what I'd like? You know what I'd love? What's that? Green dragon thigh meat in a stir fry. Ooh. Imagine that, like woody, smoky. Yep. Earthy. Yeah, that's, kind of got, that's good. Almost got like a like a like a goat style element to it. Man, I'm genuinely getting hungry. Mm, right, because I, I was I was thinking like, what color of dragon would be the tastiest? I think red dragon is going to taste like plain because mm. of the basic dragon. Oh, but but think how beautiful a mm. golden dragon curry would be. We don't we don't eat golden dragons, Chris. Yes, we do. 
If they're, if they're not nailed down, I'm eating it. Yeah, that's true. Okay, I think I I, I can I can't really imagine like metallic dragons as being anything other than metal. You know, I don't I don't feel like there's flesh under there. But there is. There's meat. I know. There's. There. I know. I, just, I can't imagine. I feel like it would taste metallic or like stony or minerally. I I'm okay with that. I mean, like you've got a, a sort of salt meat thing going on with silver dragons. Mm. So gold. I think gold would be a luxury, obviously, because it's a, it's a creature which literally grows gold. Yeah, but like think think of how vibrant the the curry would be. Mm. Made how, about out of blue, that. how about fucking blue dragons? Like yeah. a blue dragon Thai curry. They're what lightning, aren't they? Mmm. It's gonna oh. it's, it's gonna be like pop rocks. <laughs> just just these little tiny static shocks, like licking well, a battery. I don't know. Like, I, I don't think they'd, I, I'm not saying I don't think they'd have that because it's like all oh, red dragons are spicy. You know, I don't think red dragons are spicy. Oh, that's stereotyping. We don't do black that dragons. Way. Black dragons gotta taste like shit. Why is that? Oh, because it breathes acid. It's gotta be so bitter and gross. Yeah, but I'm sure there's a way to, to use um, it. Yeah, like, I'm sure you know, there's a way. Like, 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 like if you oversalted a bolognese, you put a <coughs> half a potato in it. What, really? Yeah, well, the starch yeah, okay. de- deals with the salt. I just always salt correctly. Oh, well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, All of us were chefs in a previous life. No, I think that maybe like you're looking at like Corella or the bitter gourd, bitter melon, you know? No, I don't. Oh, it's, 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 an, it's an Asian... Um, fruit. It's like oh. a very a very knobbly uh, cucumber, which I tried cooking. I tried cooking three times, and I was like, you know what? I can't handle this. <laughs> this is not worth the candle. I'm sure it's nice if you've grown up eating it, but this is objectively disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I really, I really like trying strange foods. I like, I love trying foods I've, I've never had before. Yeah. And like, I'm trying to, you know, I, I always try to expand what I'm eating. But we tried um, Corella and just ugh. ugh. Oh, it's weird. Like the smell of durians. You know what? I've, I've never huffed a durian. Gotta get, gotta get a lung full. Mm, all right. There yeah. is such a thing as a custard apple, which I've seen at the local Asian grocery, which I'm quite excited by. You should get one. I quite, yeah. I, I tried one in Australia, and I want to try and get back into it, because it's got dessert in it. Yeah. Like, that's already a lot of points in its favour. Mm. How can we improve fruit? Put dessert in them. <laughs> it's good, but could it be more cakey? I think I think probably thigh meat. I think thigh meat in a stir fry, or maybe like a stew. I think, I think depending on the bigness and oldness of the dragon, you might want to cook it like a rabbit. Yeah, I mean, Cause yeah, like, if you if you if you leave it on for a very long time, it's rare like slow, slow cooking over a week. Mm. It's rare you see a fat dragon, huh? True, actually. Like like the occasional comedy fat dragon. Most of those are pretty live motherfuckers. Yeah, and like they've got a diet of adventurers and well horses and anger. So I'm figuring they're probably 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 going to be a very lean meat. You want to get like the choice tasty cuts. Like you're looking at flank, um, shank, thigh. Maybe like maybe like if we, we can go a bit a bit Chinese here. Get dragon feet for flavour. Yeah, I well. mean also that like the neck meat's going to be interesting. Mm. That's going to be really good for jerky. Mm. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind or oh, like a bit of dragon shoulder. Yeah, slow cooked. So we get we get like a we get like a green dragon. No, like red dragon, I think. Let's go for the basic flavour. Yeah. Red dragon, and you get a bit of white wine, balsamic vinegar, garlic, onion, carrots, uh, celeriac, put that all in a pot, and then just basically forget about it for six hours, 150. Yep, just just let that fucking go. Mm. Oh, my mouth's actually watering. (laughs) Right? It's going to literally melt in your mouth. Oh, that sounds really good. Um, it's kind of a shame because this doesn't exist. <laughs> dragons ain't real, bro. Dragons. I guess we could go and fuck up a Komodo dragon, but no, those things are filthy. 
No. Well, they've got dirty mouths they use for hunting. Dirty, dirty yeah. mouths. You're aware. I think there's a theory that uh, it's been positive that humans are trying to evolve a poison bite. I'm not sure they're trying to evolve it. Well, one can't try to evolve anything. But the idea is that our mouths are uncommonly filthy for mammals. <laughs> We've just got all sorts of horrible shit in there. And it's like it's much better to be bitten by almost anything aside from a Komodo dragon other than a human. Oh, I don't know. I always worry about dogs. Dogs and cats. Oh, they're fine. As long as they don't have rabies, they're probably fine. Yeah, I guess. But it's icky. Oh. Yeah, it is gross, yeah. I, I kiss my cat all the time. But not on the mouth. Uh, yeah, sure, not in the mouth. <laughs> the mouth. That'd be weird if it was in the mouth. Who, who does that? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Jesus that's, that's disgusting. Uh, can I ask me a question? <laughs> no, actually, it's my turn to ask you a question. It is. Wurzel writes in and asks, One of the objects in your current room is a mimic. You must defeat it to leave. What do you do? So, tradi- the traditional form of the mimic, mm-hmm. treasure chest. How many treasure chests have you got in your room? One. Okay. So I, know gonna... you, I know you've got a laundry hamper in your room. Yeah, but like I've got a very tiny treasure chest for dice. Oh yeah, that's true. You got a little one. I've got I've got a tiny treasure chest. I keep my drugs in on my shrine. <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, check that, mm-hmm. and then and then it's going to make th- a lot of noise if, if I get up. Just 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 assume I looked at it. Yeah, and then secondly, anything that opens like a treasure chest, because mm. we're going to assume that it's going to work on basic form. I keep a lot of my um, notes in shoeboxes, so they're probably all haunted by mimics. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, of course, looking for something there's two of right next to each other. That's true, yeah. Hey, that's a good idea. What have I got? There's two of. I've got two packets of dice cards. Right. Hmm. right I never use dice cards. <laughs> you have to work out which one's the evil one. Ask it questions that only dice hey, cards would know. Exactly. <laughs> Agree on a secret sign beforehand. If if um if there's here's a question for you, different entirely different question. We'll answer the moment one in a second. Mm-hmm. Let's say you've been cloned. There's an evil clone. Mm-hmm. I pull a gun on you, and I'm like, I've got to kill the evil Chris. How do you convince me that you're the real Chris? I say, shoot me because I crave death. That's true. The real Chris wouldn't pass up a chance to die as part of a ruse. Right. <laughs> what a joke that would be. <laughs> Suicide and a gambit. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot! I tricked you. <laughs> you stupid motherfucker. <laughs> he was the evil one. Anyway, enjoy the new Chris. <laughs> <laughs> He's even more of a prick than me. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm not sure. I, I I don't think it would disguise itself as a chest. I think they would be too smart. Okay. I've got a chest of drawers here. I have a stack of ten rainbow-coloured drawers in plastic, which I think would come at me like one of those cactus monsters in Mario. <laughs> you know the ones you punch out the middle? Yep, yep. you punch out the central sections and they're just a bastard in Mario Kart. Yeah. What a level of Mario Kart that was with those, those sand whirlpools. Oh, was that in Double Dash? I can't remember. As in every Mario Kart. Bloody nightmare. Mm. Um, you know what I miss? You know what I fucking miss? Is it Mario Kart? It's one particular mode of, bar- of Mario Kart. Mario Kart Double Dash. Mm. Battle? Battle? As as Mario said when you selected it, almost like he was shocked that you'd select battle. That's the fellow with the balloons. Yeah, yeah, you have three balloons and you got to pop them. But it's yeah. like, one of the things they say in the instruction manual is, like, look at your opponent's screen to see where they are. 
And I like that. It's like screen peeping is encouraged in a tactical decision. That's nice. It's, 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 I mean, you just need a red shell, you know, and then you kind of win. But it's a it's a pleasant idea, Mario Kart Battle Mode. And I think that it... Like, like we could... I think there's a gap in the market for that. Because we've got Rocket League, which is in no way Mario Kart Battle Mode. No, but there's... Um, interestingly, on that same line, there is a video game called Screen Cheat. Yes, I haven't played it yet. It was I really, I really want to play it. Um, but in that, all players are invisible. <laughs> so you have to look at their screen and work out where they are by relative positioning. And, and you've shoot. got like really big like um, area of effect on your guns, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. So you're like, well, I think they're about there and shoot them. Mm. It does sound like fun. Genius. I think that if I had um, a mimic with lots of lots of lads... Actually, you know what? If I had a mimic with, 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 with lots of draws coming at me in rainbow form... I'm really weapon short. I've got a bottle of wine, which I could club it with, but that's getting rapidly lighter as the podcast continues. Yeah. I do have all my heavy fucking boots here. <laughs> I wear I wear nothing but giant stompy goth boots. So I figure I strap two on my feet, two on my hands, and I go to town. But it takes you a good ten minutes to put them on. Oh, God, that's true, yeah. Like, it's not, it's not bam, armed. I mean... Hmm. Are we talking in the kind of Dark Souls mimic where it grows a pair of a pair of athletic running legs, or is it the sort of D and D mimic where it shuffles around and hopes I open it? Well, either one, you're fucked. Well, but yeah, but imagine, let, let's go. Let's like go with the shuffler. <laughs> let's go with the shuffler. If it's the shuffler, then I can keep it arranged while I shoe up. <laughs> what are you keeping well, it arranged with? I'm sort of. I'll turn, you do, I'll you're turn, doing I'll, that hop where you've got one boot on and you're bouncing I'll, turn, I'll turn my wheelie chair around like a lion tamer <laughs> and poke at it with my wheelie chair. It won't know what hit it, that stupid mimic. Well, it has no eyes. How are you going to defeat your fucking mimic learner? Big horse? Oh, me, I'm just going to die. Oh, no, oh, that's rude. What about the um, giant Himalayan crystal salt lights you've got? They could probably service as a bludgeon. Yeah, I mean, they are essentially just very large rocks. Ooh. Very calming, though. Maybe you could calm them. Do recommend into unconsciousness. <laughs> there, there. It's okay. It's okay to be a mimic. You'll okay. find yourself one day. Can mimics change into anything, or is it just the thing they are? I don't know. Yeah. I like to think of them like the polymorph in Red Dwarf. I like to think of them as just a chest walking around looking for a dungeon. <laughs> oh, this is the life we chose. Won't someone fill me with treasure? <laughs> All I've got in here is teeth and death. Uh-huh. Oh, so lonely. How about a game where you all play mimics? How would that work? Um, you pick what you're the mimic of. Yep. Um, and then you you disguise yourself at a dungeon, and then you play. Um, is it Jason Morningstar put a game called Skeletons, where you play skeletons who have been raised by a necromancer who will like be alive for millennia, and you defend a dungeon. Okay. I think you could do something similar along those lines with you're a mimic. One of you is a chest, one of you is a cloak, one of you is the ceiling, one of you is a table, etc, etc. And then, and then, like, you have personality tra- It's difficult because you can't really move. No, but I can fall. Movement is an important factor in stories, I've found. Uh, as soon as they come into my room, they're dead. So I guess, like, you just, like, you'd have stories taking place, like, in 50-year intervals where people come into your fucking room and die. Yep. That just could work. racking up that XP. It's just a very just, slow farm. I just don't think it's a fun game. No. How about like how about like an idle game where you recruit mimics to your dungeon? It's <laughs> <laughs> more and more mimics. Pretty soon, every flagstone. Everything's a mimic for sure. 
But like like heroes are coming in, they have mimic spotting glasses, and they're like they're defeating the mimics. So you have to hire new ones, and you start getting getting very high level, and then getting adventurer mimics that look like adventuring party. So they just just eat them and replace it's, it's them. Just, it's just straight to it. It's just a cannibal at that point, yeah. isn't it? Maybe well, we then, should go into this room with this very high ceiling. Well, hang on. So, so like they look like an entire adventuring party. Yeah. Oh wow! So like, are they connected? And are they this sort of like? Do they always stand quite close together? Yeah, like they're all badly like cut up and damaged, so they're, they're all helping each other move in a sort of darkest dungeon way. Yeah, <laughs> and so they're all helping each other move along. Like, oh god, you're finally here! Thank you. You can save us. Oh, give us a kiss. What? No one can see. Give us a little kiss. Kiss, kiss. <laughs> and then they all, say and then, as one, and then just like all their torsos open and devour. Oh man. I mean that what we've invented there is a legit D and D monster nightmare. The walking wounded. The yep. wonking wounded. The wonky wounded. The wonky wounded. Hey. The donkey wounded. Don't Ask me donkeys. a question. All right, this is actually one that you might be able to answer. Oh God. Why today's fashion have ridiculous tight suit jackets? Two have ridiculous tight suit. Sorry, two have ridiculous tight suit jackets from Zen. So I mean. It was, it was, I think it was grammatically incorrect, but don't make it more grammatically incorrect. I'm very bad. Mm. <laughs> I'm very bad. I'm very bad. At everything. Just the worst. I believe it's a rebellion against Donald Trump. Really? A man who's fucking swimming in his suits. <laughs> like you think with that amount of money you could afford a fucking tailor. Right. I, I guess they're working, they're working with what they've got, which is a shambling fuck of a man. <laughs> And they sort of pin clothes around it while it tweets out some more racist garbage. Yeah. God, what a fucking week, Chris. <laughs> what a fucking week to not be a Nazi. Right. Sorry, we're dating the podcast here and we shouldn't do that. And also, no. we, you know, it's a, it's a happy, friendly podcast where, well, we don't talk about politics and stuff, but, oh, Christ, the bike. All right, how about this for for, for an actual thing as to well, why? Well, hang on, I just uh, sorry, n- non-Donald Trump. I think because they accentuate a they accentuate the body lines of a of a fit gentleman. See, I think it's inversely proportional to how slim mobile phones are. Go on. So, mobile phones now are thinner mm. than they have been, and mm. thus can you you can accommodate a, a tighter suit. Ah, that makes sense. That makes Whereas sense. previously they were big and blocky, so it would ruin mm. the line. Like, like like an 80s phone, you had to fit an entire briefcase in your pocket. Yeah, but even, yeah. like, you know, five, ten years ago, yeah, they were chunky motherfuckers. That's true, yeah. Like, like, those, those old iPhones are fairly yeah, robust. Yeah, n- n- now they're essentially a sheet of paper that costs you £600. <laughs> <laughs> a giant, in inverted commas, phone. Yeah. And it's just a but, tablet you're yelling at. Don't, don't, yeah, don't fool the, me. But, now, but now they can fit to the contours of your body and not mm. ruin the lines of a suit jacket. You know what I'd like? A hip flask style phone. One that curved around my thigh. And dispensed whiskey. I mean, oh, I think what I want is a hip flask. I always feel bad about filling hip flasks. Really? I always... I think, like, now that I've got... I've got a bit of... I've got a bit of cash. You know, I'm not, I'm not rolling in it, but as a family, we do pretty well. And so, back in the day, if I wanted to to drink, I needed to occasionally fill up a hip flask and and, and then supplement. run out of the off license, and then and and supplement my drinking about about town, you know. Yeah. And now, now that I can afford to go and get drunk almost whenever I want, it's almost like, is this an alcoholic thing? Now that I have emergency strong booze in my pocket <laughs> in case the booze I find isn't good enough. 
Yeah, and it's like you never have something mild in there, do you? Well, it's, it's not like you're going to put Horlicks in there, is it? No, sorry, no, that's not what I mean. But like, it's always hard liquor because yeah, because you, you, you can't you can't to... fit, fit a nice Belgian beer into. A, you can a, maybe a get a, you can maybe get a glass of wine in there, which seems like a waste nice. of time and wine. Have to be red wine, so so it's okay at body temperature. Yeah, work and also tasting a bit like metal. Yeah, well. The best thing to put in a hip flask is um, stolen coffee and cigarettes rum. Which, yep. to any Americans who are listening, buy a bottle of stolen coffee and cigarettes rum because the best fucking thing and you can't get it anywhere else in the world. It tastes like fags and coffee, it's, but in a good great. way. Yeah. It tastes like it tastes like nice fag smell if you smoke. Yes. Uh, which, oh, by the way, for, also for the American listeners, that means cigarettes. I just want to just clear that one up. Yeah. Radical I had some problems with that thing. when I moved to Stokes. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, they weren't fans of that. No. Um, right, sorry. Uh, uh, so you, you were going to ask me a question, right? I asked you a question about suit jackets. Mm, yeah, but then you were like, oh, that's asking an actual question. And then you, all right, uh, all right. An, an, act, an actual RPG question. Mm-hmm. Good ways to give players a ton of money from Necrorat on Reddit. Mm. Hello, Necrorat. Hi. Paintings. Big, paintings. heavy paintings. Just, just uncarryable. You were, you were in that, you were in that live game that that um that we ran as part of a part of our uh, as part of our joint twenty eighth and 29th birthdays. Yes. I don't know. Have you talked about this in the podcast before? I don't know. My apologies if we have, listener. Uh, we, uh, my, my wife Mary, put together a live game called The Art of Theft. Um, uh, after I, I put together a game for her thirtieth, and she did it again. It's like significantly better for me and Chris when uh, when she, when Chris was visiting Australia. And the deal is, we had teams of three who had to steal art, uh, and we just had like pieces of art hidden around um, the the parks in Sydney. And we had Nerf guns to shoot each other with, and if you shot each other, you could steal art. But um, I I was semi in charge of purchasing art, so we just got um, like paintings that were at least six foot tall by three foot wide. And we ended up duct-taping them to members of our party and using them as shields. It was a bit ridiculous. It was great. Like, we all we all just hid behind Owen and shoved him forwards while you <laughs> fired on us. <laughs> <laughs> Off you go, lad. You'll be safe. Come along, Owen. You're, you're the youngest here, so... Mm. Um, I, I, I think that big paintings are fun. Because, like, gold... Mm, boring, whatever. Paintings, if you can get a massively valuable painting... One, it's hard to carry. Cut it out of the frame. And well, maybe the frame's also valuable, but two, it's of something. Yeah, and that means that it's about something and it's interesting. And so, like, you have to find a buyer. You have to find someone who's obsessed with this sort of thing. It's that I think that's the key. It, um, gold is a, is universal. That's the whole point mm-hmm. of it being a currency. Yeah. Um, um, for instance, if you came up to me with a six foot by four foot painting, I'd be like, I don't want that. Mm. I, I, I'm not going to buy that. That's a huge painting. I I don't, that. That's yeah. a huge painting. I don't like. You give me a brick of gold, we'll talk. Yeah, I'd, you know how how does one turn turn a brick of gold into money? Why do you go forge? for that? No, like well, seriously, if someone gave you a brick of money, a brick of gold. No, not. A, I mean, it's not a bank. They're just stealing money. What you need to do is try and sell. I wouldn't want to go to cash for gold. Jewelers on the high street, maybe a jeweler. I guess. Not like a. Like an artisanal jeweller rather than like goldsmiths on the high street. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm sure they'll. Yeah. Well, I mean, goldsmiths. <laughs> Clues in the name, right? Yeah. They got to use it. Um, and also those places where you can sell your ju- your jewellery if it's gold. I don't think cash for gold will give me a good rate on my gold bar. 
<laughs> is this Nazi gold? I want to find the nearest Saudi prince and tail him for a while and see where he goes. <laughs> Enormous six foot wallet. Oh, also fun uh, statues. Yeah, possibly statues animated. Are good. Animated statues are good. Um, yeah, I remember I, in one of my games I had the first monster they came up with, uh, they came up against, it was in an Eberron game, mm-hmm. was some adamantium wolves. Go on. So they were, you know, fairly... I loved their first album. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty metal. Mm. Um, yeah, that's right, you got a pun. Okay. So they managed to kill these adamantium wolves, and like, how much is adamantium worth? And oh, then snap. not thinking, I'm like, well, actually, it's worth an astonishing amount of money per pound. Mm. So the entire first session was just them working out how to strip out... Melting down a wolf. Uh, well, melting down an adamantium wolf and stripping oh, it out. And like, come on, can we just get to the plot? No! You, in- no, you introduced me to the idea of the uh, the adamantium lockpick. The adamantium lockpick is the greatest thing to have in a thief's toolkit. It's a mace. It's an adamantium mace, yes. Can you explain briefly how this works in the mechanics of D&D 3.5? In 3.5... Inanimate objects have a hardness. They have damage reduction you've got to overcome if you want to destroy them. Mm. However, their hardness is... Tiered. Yeah, it's tiered. And the hardness of a standard lock is instantly overcome by a mace. Made of adamantium. Made of adamantium. So all you need to do is walk up to it and just bash the lock with a a mace and you're instantly through. It just comes out like butter. Yep. So you don't even need to need to make lock picking checks anymore. Mm. It's noisy, but it's instant. <laughs> I like I like the peculiarities of D anD D. Like it's more efficient to mace with a to, sorry, to mine with a saw than it is with a pick. Yeah, because it it's it's like it's that peculiar bre- uh, blend of abstract and and defined. Mm. Mm. It's uh, I think there's something quite intoxicating about being able to min max that. Yeah, and just finding those little interactions that mm. were never intended. No, and like you can't balance for it's fine. No, it's not. Like, no, it's not like their game. It's not like, it's, not like it's a game about mining. Yeah, but it's just like actually, if I was to do it this way, this ridiculous thing works really I, well. I think the game sort of failed because you should only ever play a cleric or a wizard or druid. Sorry, or, yes, cleric or sorry, druid. sorry. It's cleric or druid. If you want to play a wizard, you just play the druid wizard. Yeah, okay, time. Yeah. yeah, just play a spellcasting yeah. card. That seems or like druid. a problem. Yeah. Yeah, and the fact that fighters stop being useful at about level five. Yeah, I mean, like, good couple of first levels, sure, but oh, strong, yeah, very strong. So, like, I will say one thing: like in the in the meta narrative, it makes sense because you're just a guy who has a sword, and like, hey, you can be the best guy in the world who has a sword, but this motherfucker can suffer Evar's black tentacles. Yeah, this person this, can like, cast wish. He can stop time. Yeah, and like, he can be really good with the sword, but he can stop time. So I understand why you're shit once you hit twentieth level. But I think from a narrative point of view, it's kind of boring. When you're just like, oh, I'll just uh, stay at home then while you go and deal just, with that. Yes, I think that's best. You could get hurt. I think that's, yes, that's, that's probably good. I'll just, I'll, you know what, let's all stay at home. I'll deal with it at long range. Yeah, I'll deal with it from home. I'll go through fireballs into this portal. I can literally phone it in. <laughs> I think also uh, fun would be a dowry in which you have to marry an Albert. Sorry, can you hear my cat there yelling for dinner? I can. He's such a hungry boy. Yeah, such a hungry big trumpet lad. He's he's been my big trumpet boy. He's been a real dick bag today. <laughs> he's 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 bitten my wife. He's pissed on the floor. He's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's yelling for food during. He's just trumpeting around during my podcast. What an ass! <sighs> what a real ass my cat is. 
Um, I think having a, d- a dowry in which you must marry an Albert princess is good. Yeah, it gets you the money you need to get out of a pickle, mm. but now you're wed to an Albert. Out of the frying pan into the Albert. Yes. Mm. The arm ripping talons of an Albert. I've always wanted to have a game in which the princess is an Albert. And I've never <laughs> but, done it. But with one of those, like, big pink pointy hats. Yes, with a, Chris, with, with a, a wimple veil on top. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> with a proper princess hat. Yeah. A Not a dress. Prin- no. Maybe a torn dress somewhere nearby, suggesting it was once a princess and can be returned to print like to human status, but it's not. That's just a ruse. It's just an Albert that happens to be wearing a hat by accident. It's an Albert that found a hat. And like and honest, and honestly, it's genuine forest royalty. Yeah. It's just a howling bear owl combo. Terrifying. What else would you compare would you would you compare? Compare? What else would you combine with a bear to have fun? Because we've had swan bears, which are great, but I wanna I wanna see Ferrets. what else we can. Oh, that's not different enough. That's like having an otter bear. That's just a small bear. No, no, no. Like, like the gnashing teeth of a ferret terrify me. I having been what, having what, been bitten what? by a ferret. Well, the gnashing teeth of a bear fucking don't. No, not like a ferret. Really? You'd rather you'd rather face bear teeth than ferret teeth. Uh, if I'm if I'm facing bear teeth, I know I'm dead. Oh, okay. If I'm facing ferret teeth, I know that fucker's not letting go for an hour. This is like the mimic all over again. It is. Mm. Not to the mimic. Not, we're not feeling ferret. Oh, I'm sorry, mimic bear. There you go. <laughs> half, half chest, half bear. Chest. <laughs> <laughs> its belly opens into a gaping maw. I don't mean to alarm you, but that would look fucking awesome. It would. So, like, if we Two apply mouths. if we apply owl bear logic to 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 mimic bear, you've got the head and sort of forearms of a bear of, of an owl and body of a bear. So you have these sort of big wooden banded arms which look like chests or just a lid. And then and then and then like they go back up there and you've got a full treasure chest stuck on top of an angry bear which opens and roars. Oh, showering you with gold coins. I don't think they have gold coins in Chris, it's just teeth. I'd like I, I like the idea that they they they're full of money. Like they hoard yeah. it. When they want to buy something they keep on spilling gold coins around. I like it that they sort of put it in there to, to lure people in because they think it helps. Or like, yeah. well, I mean, normal gold coins. Normal chests have gold coins in and I look like a chest, yeah. so... and then once they've eaten somebody, they go around and collect up all the gold coins again and add the deceased's coins to it. They've got a little jangly mouth hoard. Yeah. That's kind of cute. I, quite like, I mean, aside from the eating people thing. Yeah, and the fact that it's covered in, you know, mimic saliva. Well, only inside. Yeah. Um... I think we're on our last question. I think we are. What does necromancy... So this one comes from TG, which is... Which I is still ever... don't know why you went there. Well, because we looked at Reddit and you said there were no good questions on Reddit and there haven't been that many on the Discord this week because we've been chatting about Spire. And so I just thought we'd have a look on the the underbucket of the internet. We'd <laughs> scrape through that bottom. And I had a look on TG and honestly it was terrible and I'm sad I went back. But someone has a good question. Right. Someone who calls themselves Ashes to Anvils, that's right, someone who uses a name on 4chan, says, Worse. What does necromancy? It's disgusting, right? What does necromancy involve in your setting? What is its cost? How evil is it? How is it viewed by general populace? That's quite the question. Well, pick one of them and answer it. Um, how and e- also, like, not, not our setting, just like settings we give a shit about. How evil is it? I like the idea that it's not overly evil. There's nothing inherently evil about animating a corpse. Like, Jesus did it all the time. Well, maybe like once. I don't know. How, how <laughs> just it? like night constantly. He would yeah. not stop. Motherfucker was lousy with reanimated corpses. Yeah. No, I think there's... 
there's evil in that it's technically desecration of the dead. Right, but but you know that's overcome uh, overcomable. Heroes do a lot of murder, which is also evil. I'd argue more evil than desecration of the dead. Yeah, and you know it means you, you you've got a, a stable workforce going on. Yeah, which you don't need to pay. Yeah, they don't like depending on the undead. Like so, if if we're, if we're assuming necromancy involves. I'm going to assume this is the powers of a living mage or an intelligent undead mage to summon and control non-intelligent undead creatures. Skellingtons and zombies. Skellingtons, indeed. Sorry, I forgot the word. Mm-hmm. A skeleton is an incredible resource. Yeah. Because zombies rot, and they're slow and kind of rubbish. But do they rot and then become skellingtons? Well, that's not really covered. I presume they do, but they mm. smell a lot during the intervening period. Right? Very true. I don't want a zombie serving me food. No, I would not want a zombie butler, but a skeleton butler. A skeleton butler? Skeletons don't smell. Skele- I mean, you could probably sterilise a skeleton. Fucking varnish it. Yeah? You know, cover Scrim- that in a, scrimshaw, that motherfucker. Cover that in a nice lacquer. You can colour it. Nice cover, uh, n- nice colours. Yeah. Um, like, basically get its nails did, but for the whole body. That's animated. It's never like, oh, and by the way, the skeleton dies. Skeletons just knock around forever, apparently, once you animate them. Yeah, they just do their thing. Like, like, there's there's no end of tales of skeletons guarding the crypt of a once noble hero. So apparently they they just sort of dick about forever now. They don't care. Like, it's it's not like they're tormented and and like and like this is unfair working conditions. They're just robots which you've used magic to animate from cheaply readily available materials. All I've got now is is the intro to that kids TV show in a dark dark house on a dark dark street. I don't know that one. Yeah, it's, it's an animated thing with uh, on a dark, dark house on a dark, dark street on a dark, dark night. Skeletons lived. <laughs> are you I think I, I got that wrong, but point is, I think skeletons are an incredibly valuable um, workhorse. Workhorse. Fuck! What about a horse skeleton? Right. What if you combine skeletons? You can make skeleton centaurs easier than you make regular centaurs. It's genius, and I mean that that way they can drive their own carriages, and you've got a taxi service. Do you think they had kind of a an experimental period? You know how they have that robot called like Big Dog, which keeps falling over. Yeah, in, that terrifying, in... terrifying thing from MIT. Do you think? Oh, sorry, they... Boston Dynamics. Yes, Boston Dynamics. Do you think they had that with skeletons for a while? It's like oh, it just keeps falling over. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> got to do something with like gyroscopes or something. I don't know. Like like thirty five to forty years where skeletons are just trying to put down a box and they're catching fire and falling over. <laughs> no, there they still be, suck. <laughs> there must be some kinks to iron out, you know. I really like that idea of playing experimental necromancers who are on the real bleeding edge, and it's like, it's like, oh, we thought it'd be fun to maybe have skeletons play football against each other just to test. I've got this cat to roll over. It's fantastic. <laughs> Because, like, skeletons, as, like, as a, like, traditionally, they're generally pretty competent. Like, you can, like, you can knock the head off them and confuse them, but they're quite quick and they have the scimitars. Yeah, they can use sword and shield. They know how that yeah, works. Yeah, and, like, and like they're, they're not the best fighters, but they're competent, as, as competent as, the, as your average human is, if not, if not as quick. I just want to see them be really terrible. Yeah, but not like not stupid zombie terrible. Just like we don't understand what this is, because like with zombies, I get the sensation that the brain's still there, and you're animating the the processes left in that brain, the nervous system, to make that work. Yeah. Whereas with the skeleton, skeleton, you're like, we've got most of it working. However, any time it puts any weight on its right leg, it just collapses. Yeah, that like the the program fails at that point. Yeah, like it just it just goes completely rigid and falls over like a fainting goat. Yeah. 
Also, its arse falls off quite a lot. The arse bone. Well, the pelvis. <laughs> just like, no, it's like the arse bone. Why not? It's fantasy. We can yep. have arse bones. Um, I, I, think that's, I think we should end it, because we've been recording quite a long time. You know how last week I didn't offer a message of love? Yeah. I got several complaints. <laughs> yep. That I didn't offer a message of love. And one person saying, thank God you stopped doing the message of love. But that was only one person. So this will be not for you. Yeah, not for you, person who complained. Um, reader, I am in love with how much money we've made from Spire. <laughs> it's just I the am, best. I am red hot and horny for that money. And you've given that to us. And thank you so much. If you didn't back Spy and you're listening to this podcast, like now, when we record it, that's a strange Venn diagram I don't believe exists. <laughs> so thank you so much for supporting our work, um, generally. And also, I just want to say, like, we do we, we do a bit of jokey, like, oh, I love you, I want to do a kiss on you. Like, honestly, there's a great deal of love for our community. Oh, for sure. Within, within me right now. You, got, you, you folk have been incredible. Um, you've supported us. Like we're we're getting two hundred and forty bucks a month for this podcast now, and we're on episode twenty eight, which is honestly ridiculous. Uh, and that's because we have this incredible community who are supporting us through this and helping us to earn money and put food on the table, which is just wonderful. Um, you've made this a viable job, um, in you know, in a broader terms, um, with with game design and that sort of thing. And we love you. It's fantastic. You, you've 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 um, the last few months have been incredible in terms of realizing our careers and realizing that we can be creatively fulfilled and also not starve to death so genuinely That's thank key. you so much yeah because i mean you can be creatively fulfilled and then die and yeah you know. uh, although we're both past 27 now so we can't die at a cool age shit yeah i can maybe pass to 27 if i shaved off the beard yeah we all thought i'd go first so like an old 27 like a really hard-lived 27. <laughs> Real ground in the dirt, 27. 27 with a lot of grey hair. Yeah. I shaved, well, I mean, I get ideas every time I shave off my beard, so I should be fine. Apparently That's I look true. fucking 17. You do. I don't I don't look 17 without a beard. Okay, it's not eight, that 18. 18. Listener, we love you. If you like what you've heard so far and you're not already a patron, please go to www.patreon.com forward slash hearty dice friends where you can find our patron. You can give us some money per episode. We have a wonderful range of reward schemes available. Um, a plethora. A plethora. A bevy. A cavalcade. No, stick with bevy. A bevy of options available. Um, most importantly, come hang out on the Discord and chat with us, which is nice. Um, we've had a lot of cat pictures this week. Um, plus, you also get to see me complain about things I can't complain about in the Spy Discord because it's too public. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also um, suggest uh, um, topics for our Hearty Dice lecture. We're going to record one this weekend. Chris and I are going to be seeing each other this weekend uh, to mm-hmm. celebrate the end of the Kickstarter. Uh, so we're going to do. We've got five backers now, so we're going to do some fairly difficult topics. One of which I'm genuinely afraid of. Is it that one about programming languages? Is that one about maths? I don't understand what the fuck that guy asked for. We, I, we're going to do it. I read it a lot of times and I don't understand. Just, yeah, we don't get Luck, it. Luckily, Sean F. Smith has asked for fashion. So that, that's fun. That because, we can handle. Because we both love The Devil Wears Prada. And I learned everything I know Best about fashion film. from that film. It's a pretty good film, isn't it? Love that film. It's got your favourite actress in it and Glenn Close. Right. What's her name? Uh, Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Just what a... What a... 
What a great film. If you haven't seen The Devil Wears Prada, just fucking watch it. It's brilliant. So good. I didn't give a shit about fashion before I saw it. And it, and like it explains why fashion is important to everyone, even mm. if you don't care about fashion. So it's, good. It's mighty. Anyway, um... If you like, also if you like what we've done, you can follow us on Twitter. You go to twitter.com forward slash HDF podcast. You can ask us questions there. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. That is it. Please ask us some questions because we are running low and we would love to have your input and goof off on your various skeleton nonsense. We love you and we want to be your friend. Thank you very much for listening. I've been Gron Howard. And I've been Christine. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.